Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Tuesday. So that means we're joined by Stu Kedwell, co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management. Stu, how are you doing? Good, Dave. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm great. Now, uh, the, the rumor that's uh, floated around the office over the years is that your nickname in high school was Omicron. Is there any, <laughs> uh, any, any truth to that? No, no truth to that one. That uh, that has escaped me. Uh, but uh, that would be quite a nickname. That'd be quite a handle. Well, it, it, and it, and it's tough to pronounce too. You never know exactly whether you're saying it the right way. But uh, no matter no matter what you say, it, it it's it certainly caused a stir in markets over the last few days. Uh, what what what's your take on on this and how investors should should think about uh, you know another variant and I, and I'm sure more to come down the road. Yeah, like I think. Um, you know, it's a little bit uh, on the the Omicron itself is maybe in the too early to tell camp, uh, you know, trying to sort out, uh, you know, how effective are uh, tests? How effective are the current vaccines? How effective are some of the antivirals? If we needed a new vaccine, how long would it take? You know, these are all going to be subject to lots of debate um, and lots of discussion in the, in the next couple of weeks. Are the symptoms more milder, uh, what have you? Um, you know, so... You know, so I don't. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into the depths of of uh, of Omicron views per se, but um, you know, I thought we it's probably worthwhile revisiting kind of where we sat. Uh, you know, say last Wednesday, which uh, seems sure. like uh, a while ago in market terms, but um, you know, this notion that uh, you know the long term investing climate was you know kind of earnings growth, uh, you know, of say six to seven percent. Uh, you know, one or two points in dividend, and then how valuation might change over the long term. Those are the three ingredients that a long-term investor uh, deals with. And and uh, and in a, in a long-term investment, uh, you're going to have Omicron. You're going to have all sorts of things that haven't been uh, considered as of yet. So, you know, from that standpoint, uh, not a whole lot's changed. Um, but what we what we also know is that uh, when valuations are elevated in the short term. You know the market is not, uh, you know, that well pre- prepared uh, for, you know, the possibility of a contraction, yeah. and um, whether or not Omicron will lead to that, as, as I say, I think is too early to tell. But the market is a discounting mechanism, so it needs to factor in that potential to some degree, um, even though uh, we know, like, like how we were feeling, you know, say last uh, last week. Uh, even on Wednesday, that, you know, eventually Omicron and COVID will pass and, you know, the stock market will immediately pull forward the new, more optimistic future. But right now, um, you know, it's this kind of uncertainty that's been presented to itself at a time when when markets were were uh, a little bit elevated in the short term. We talked in the past about, you know, some speculative activity that has to get unwound just a little bit here in the last couple of days. And, you um, and you know that's kind of that's kind of where we sit right now. So uh, uh, you know we're monitoring things and uh, running rerunning a, a variety of scenarios and having lots of discussions around uh, the impact on the economy. Um, and so far we've seen uh, you know probably the two most notable things are you know more economically sensitive businesses have have uh, have seen their share prices drop and s- certainly anything related to travel and what have you. And the yield curve has flattened, which is the bond market's way of handicapping. Uh, the likelihood of uh, of lower growth going forward. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I raced out and got the uh, got the gas tank filled up at uh, 
at the lower price per liter. Even put the uh, even put the super in this time. So uh, zipping around in the car right now. But uh, but Stu, one of my favorite things that that I've learned from you over the years, and we've we've covered it before on this podcast. Uh, but it but it bears repeating because I think it's so important for long term investors to have this mindset coming into any investment or or in the in in their portfolio is this idea that you say that look I'm going to be investing for 60 years I'm going to see you know a dozen recessions I'm going to see you know uh, a handful of 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 things that happen that are completely unexpected uh, I'm going to see you know viruses I'm going to see uh, military conflicts. They're, these things are going to happen, but overall, you're you're going to grow over time, and you're going to build wealth. and And this is why we invest. And you've got to take the bad with the good. No question. Uh, you know, volatility uh, is the price of higher returns, um, and uh, that will always be the way. And uh, you know, we put money to work in a regular fashion, and when things get volatile, we just kind of stick to that path because. It is during those bouts of volatility that um, you know better long-term returns are available, um, and uh, yeah, it's like it's like we say: with the more things can happen than will happen. Uh, when uh, there's a negative series of events, there's almost always uh, a reaction from a positive standpoint going on in the boardrooms of the companies that we own, and you know management teams are making adjustments to their plans, and governments are making adjustments, and monetary policy is making adjustments. So. So, uh, you know, anytime there's a bout of volatility, we always know that, you know, there's people working hard to kind of address the cause of that. Um, and uh, yeah, so as a long-term investor, you sit there and say, I know I'm going to experience it, but I know that the, uh, you know, the long-term outcome is not as volatile as, as some of the days feel. And uh, and, and just briefly to, to close up, uh, we'll get back next week and, and, and be able to look back on the, on the whole uh, range of reports from from Canadian banks who have started their reporting season this morning uh, with Bank of Nova Scotia. Uh, and anything out of there that that surprises you, or is this sort of what we've talked about? A lot of expected stuff, uh, and then the reaction in the market is is tough to figure out because we're in the midst of the you know Omicron is more of the focus and what's going on with uh, with the virus than than any individual earnings report. Well, I, I thought a couple of things were interesting in that report, and and um, you know, two so two things were first, the dividend increase was slightly larger than uh, we had anticipated. Okay. So uh, you know, when a board uh, sets a dividend policy, they don't do it based on a current quarter's earnings, right? They they do it based on the earnings power of the bank over the inter- intermediate term, and uh, you know that would take into consideration. You know, plenty of things we just discussed, good times, bad times, all sorts yeah. of things. So, you know, that was that was an interesting that was an interesting development that it was a little bit higher, which, you know, speaks to the kind of intermediate term confidence. And the second thing was along the same lines was that the, the guidance going forward on the provisions for credit, which people anticipate to normalize, uh, which means there'll be more provisions for credit in the future. You know, the guidance around that was that it may take you know, that the, the path to normalization will be a little bit better or a little bit longer than uh, may have been expected. And again, uh, if you're the chief risk officer of any financial institution, when you're setting reserves, you're taking into account all sorts of scenarios. 
you know, whether or not it was Omnicrom per se, or <laughs> I think I just messed it up, but uh, whether or not it was a new variant per se, you know, you would have been thinking about what could go better, what could go worse when you set these reserves. So those were those were two uh, kind of interesting things. Um, the rest of it, you know, the business is is performing in a reasonable manner, and uh, you know, the stock market is dealing with uh, you know Scotia in the same way it's dealing with many of the financials today, which is to say, there's a little bit more near-term uncertainty, but uh, you know, nothing uh, nothing undue for for the uh, the longer-term investor. Excellent. Well, Stu, uh, thanks as always for the update. We'll look forward to uh, to catching up with you next week in uh, in what's always an interesting week in in particularly Canadian equity markets. Uh, but great to talk to you on Tuesdays. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Great. Thanks for having me, Dave, and thanks for everyone who's listening. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.